Good morning, Angelie. It's Monday. Yes, DJ Envy's out again today. Yes, and Revolt TV is back for anybody who cares. Right. I do. They've been gone for two weeks. Two weeks. Hey, look, man. You know, Diddy got to save money where he can. All right, but for everybody who always uh, hits us up and says they see us on Revolt TV, you haven't seen us for the past two weeks, we are back on Revolt this morning. Yeah, it's not canceled. It's not canceled. <laughs> it's not canceled. Not yet, anyway. All right, well, a crazy weekend. I know you probably watched the Anthony Joshua fight. Oh, no, that was the uh, <laughs> that was the Ruiz Jr. fight. Okay, that, not the Anthony Joshua fight. All right, oh dropping a clue bomb for Ruiz Jr., the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world, baby. I wish I was a gambling man. Like, I should have bet on that one. You didn't think Anthony Joshua was going to win? First of all, uh, I am on record uh, and told Anthony Joshua to his face right here on The Breakfast Club. I just never believed in Anthony, Anthony Joshua as a fighter. I didn't think that he could beat Deontay Wilder. didn't think he could beat Luis Ortiz. didn't think that he could beat Tyson Fury. But he hasn't even gotten a chance to prove me right because he couldn't beat Ruiz Jr. All right. Well, we were at our friend Mike Kaiser's house for his birthday. Everybody was watching the fight there. The women were interested because they like to look at Anthony and Joshua. That's the, that's the, listen, Anthony Joshua is a nice guy, a really mm-hmm. nice guy, and he looks the part. But in that ring, it's a total different story, okay? Total different story. All right. And when you saw Ruiz Jr., what did you think? What did I think of Andy Ruiz Jr.? I actually saw Andy Ruiz Jr. fight before. I saw him fight uh, Joseph Parker a couple years ago. So I I know he got down. And plus, he's Mexican. Boy, Mexicans are tough. Let me tell you something. I used to live by this Mexican named Emilio. Me and Emilio used to fight every single day for hours. Kevin Gates talk about he don't get tired? No, Mexicans don't get tired when they was fighting. So I knew that Anthony Joshua was going to have trouble on his hands on Saturday night. I didn't think that he was going to lose, <laughs> but I knew he was going to have like trouble that. on his hands. That was sad. Abs- uh, uh, not really. Dro- dropping the clues bomb for Andrew Ruiz Jr. He deserves it. You know what I'm saying? What did and I he say? was a last-minute... <laughs> He stepped in like a month oh, ago. He wasn't originally oh. even supposed to fight him, so that's what's even crazier. No, you know who should feel stupid? Big Baby. Big Baby should feel stupid, too, because he could have came out there and repped for Brooklyn. He could have put them hands on Anthony Joshua the same exact way. All right? All right. Well. I think he had a panic attack, to be honest with you, though. No. I'm dead serious. I think Anthony Joshua. I'm not even joking. I, I think he <laughs> suffers from some type of anxiety because if you notice, he took a while to come out of his dressing room. And it's just like they was like rubbing his back and rubbing his head. He looked like the moment was too big for him. And I know that sounds crazy for a man that fights in front of 80,000 people in front of the U.K., but this is America, baby. Madison Square Garden. I think he had a slight panic attack. I really do, man. Something was was off. Well, I'm sure we'll find out at some point. Well, whatever. What do we got in front page news, G? Uh, We'll talk about the Powerball jackpot winner. That person will tell you where they're from. Also, this story really uh, gave me a panic attack when I read it. A woman who escaped a six-hour rape ordeal. Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Okay, that's not the way I wanted to start my Monday off. Uh, we got Kirk Franklin coming in this morning, too, as well. Oh, amazing. He has a new album out. What's the name of it? Um, Love, what is it? 
Let God love you? No, it's something God less. will always love me? Let love, long live love. Long live God, long live God's love. Hold on. No, that's not the name of it. Long I don't want to be love. wrong. Long, long live, live love. love. Long live love, yes. I remember last week you said it would be a great name for, well, never mind. We well, won't do that. Well, okay. Kirk Franklin will be here this morning. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. What are we starting with? Little, little baby? Yep. Close friends? Yep. All right, let's go. Yeah, okay. Starting this Monday off right with a little ginger honey crystal tea, baby. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. I don't know where the hell Envy is. Yeah, we have no idea. But he's not here. He'll be back tomorrow. He's but He's not going to be here, man. Caesar just beat Anthony Joshua this weekend, too. He's <laughs> he not going to be back. They got that bread. You hear me? Y'all right. gonna leave Caesar alone. <laughs> now let's start front page news. Uh, the Warriors beat the Raptors in Game Two of the NBA Finals, 109-104. Thank God for that, because I don't think I could have taken another day of Drake gloating mm. on Instagram. I tried to stay up and watch it, but I fell asleep at the beginning of the fourth quarter. No, nah, I watched the whole thing. Last I didn't know what was gonna happen. Great game. All right, now let's talk about the 344.6 million dollar Powerball jackpot. There was a winning ticket sold Saturday night. In North Carolina. Jesus Christ. Yes. So congratulations to whoever you one are. One single that, ticket? That, yes, that one Man. winning ticket. God bless you. That person you. has 180 days to claim that prize. God bless you. And then you live in North Carolina, too, where, where the cost of living isn't that high. Oh, you're about to live a great life if you choose to stay there. Right. All right. Well, congratulations, whoever that is. Now, let's discuss a woman who was being raped for six hours. Jesus. Yes, it was a person that was an acquaintance of hers. She was allegedly raped and repeatedly while trapped in her house in Queens, and she got punched so hard she was left with at least one fracture in her face. Finally, she managed to jump from a second-floor window of the house, according to cops. So now police are looking for a Michael Hosang, 53 years old. Michael Hosang. Michael Hosang. Yes, they Get have pictures of him. If you have revolt, you can see what he looks like. So if you see him, Lord he fled mercy. the scene in a red Chevrolet with a Florida license plate. J-Z-E-Y-3-2. Michael, you might as well turn yourself in today, baby. Because your picture's all over. You. Yeah, your picture's all over TV. Everybody now, knows your name. Another really unfortunate incident took place in Virginia Beach. There was a mass shooting that left 12 people dead. And there's a lot of questions that remain. Dwayne Craddock, 40 years old. He's a veteran city engineer. He targeted people that he had been working with for years, but they don't know why. They said that he resigned and... He emailed that resignation letter on Friday morning, and then he showed up. And near the end of the workday, he shot one person in a car, entered the building, and started firing at victims on three floors. They said at one point, he was barricading himself in an office and uh, shooting through the door at the police. And so, unfortunately, he was black. Yeah, very, well, nah, unfortunately, just, 12 people got killed as well. And they did find two legally purchased 45 caliber pistols at the scene, one that the shooter bought in 2016 and one in 2018 as well. Just so, when you know what the uh, face, just when you think you know what the face of domestic terrorism in America looks like, right? That he, throws you for a loop. He did end up killing his former boss as well. And they don't know if he targeted specific people. Uh, they have no idea. Was he a disgruntled employee? What this was about. No, he, was, he resigned on his own. They said his work was... Uh, pretty good. People that worked with him said they thought he was a good person. He was a nice guy. He wasn't a monster. He gave everybody boxes of candy around Christmas. Like, everything was satisfactory. He had no issues of discipline. Nothing. Clearly, he had some type of grudge. Well, somebody. something happens yeah. if uh, that goes down. So, he was fatally wounded in a shootout with the police. So, he's not here. So, I don't know if we'll ever know what happened. You know, that's, exa that's exactly why I hate to be, like, in crowded areas now. Like, I hate to be at, like, things where it's a lot of different people. 
because you just never, never know. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Yes. Now we got uh, get it off your chest coming. If you want to vent, if you want to tell us how much you're blessed, because Kirk Franklin is going to be here this morning, by the way. Mm -hmm. All right. So if you want to tell us how blessed you are, or if you want to get something off your chest, reach out and touch us. 1-800-585-1051. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and it's a Monday, and it's time for you to get it off your chest. Maybe you're excited for the week ahead, or maybe you can't stand Mondays. Anyway, 1-800-585-1051 is the number. Let's get it off your chest. Good morning. Who's this? Man, this is BG and Tally. What's up, Angela? What's up? What's up? Get it off your chest. What's up, Charlemagne? Peace, King. What's happening? Man, beautiful day, man, over here in Tallahassee, Florida, and no, we are all not crazy. Man, shout out to my beautiful wife, Amelia. Blessed day. Shout out to my homie in Gainesville, Chris. Happy birthday. Man, shout out to everybody in the world. Let's have a blessed one. Okay, we're blessed this Monday. Thank you for calling us up. Let's talk to Kanisha. What's up, Kanisha? Hello, how are you this morning? Good morning. How are you feeling? I am blessed this morning. I am calling all the way from Dayton, Ohio. Mm. Um... Sorry, I'm getting choked up. We had 15 tornadoes hit us. I know. Um, yeah, on Memorial Day. Sorry, let me get it together. I am calling to let you guys know that we are so blessed. The community has came out in numbers. It's not just black people, it's black, white, all races, all the churches. We've had so many people come from so many different areas to help out. We are rebuilding. I mean, it's just an overwhelming response. So I am just mm. wanting to just call and just, I want to thank everybody, uh, not just in Dayton, but all the surrounding areas, the people that have came out of state to actually help us in this time of need, because we have a long way. Kanisha, we appreciate you so much for checking in with us uh, from Dayton, Ohio. So spirits are high, we love even your though energy. it's been such a tragedy. Yeah, love your energy, yeah. boo. Thank you. That's awesome when you can see people come together in the wake of something like that happening. Now we have Blind Beauty on the line. What's up, Blind Beauty? Good morning, you guys. Good morning. What's good? Now you have your podcast with Trav popping off. Yes. Like, first of all, let me just drop the bomb for the Breakfast Club because you guys opened a lot of doors, like, through Trav, me meeting Trav. Like, it was honestly Trav's idea to do the shade room jingle. Just a lot of different stuff, and he's been directing videos. Um, like if you go to Your Blind Beauty on Instagram and Twins um, Story, you'll click the link to see what we've been doing. But also, y'all know people always want to do remakes of oldies and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I just did a remake to Juvenile Slow Motion. Okay. And I really want to know like what you guys think of it. Like it's in Trad Story. And, you All know. right, we're going to have to go look at that. So interesting, when Trav used to start, first started calling up the Breakfast Club, he didn't want anybody to know what his name was on now he all over. Now he all over the goddamn gram, all the up gram. in the videos, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, all on, on the songs. People used to be like, what's Trav's name? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> all right, well, Blind Beauty, we can't wait to hear the podcast. We're going to check out your slow motion mix. Yes, and Uncle Charlotte. Yes, ma'am. I know you and, and Juvie, like, that's, that's your guy. And I know you're going to fart on it if you don't like it. So I definitely need you to go listen to that. And I just appreciate Who is you Juvie? for being... Juvenile. Oh. Juvenile. Oh, got you, you're got not you. listening. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, honestly, I have to say thank you to you because you have been so honest with me over the years. 
telling me I'm trash. <laughs> you feel me? And it made me write better. So it it means a lot. So listen. I'm always here to call you trash if you need it, baby. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all have a good day. All right, All right. You too, Blind Beauty. 1-800-585-1051. You can call us up right now. Get your day started by getting it off your chest on The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. What's up, what's up? It is a Monday, and it's time for Get It Off Your Chest, so get your day started right. Maybe you're mad, maybe you're blessed. Either way, we want to talk to you. Let's talk to Cassandra. What's up, Cassandra? Hi, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I want to talk about something positive. Okay. Uh, last, uh, in April, Congresswoman uh, um, Maxine Waters had seven of the nation's largest uh, bank CEOs come to D.C. to talk about the status, you know, since they bailed them out, what was going on. So Congressman Te- uh, Green from Texas was asking them, you know, he said, I see seven white men before me. He said, do you ever think that you will see a minority in these positions or do you ever think a woman would be in these positions? So, of course, um, nobody raised their hand with the minority, but two banks raised their hands about uh, the women. Mm-hmm. So this past weekend, I was at my auntie's 91st birthday party and I found out from one of his staff members that he is, in fact, the CEO of Bank of New York Mellon is, in fact, doing that. He's diversifying his staff with minorities, and he's also hiring women. So I think that that's, that's positive and that, you know, Congresswoman, Congresswoman Maxine Waters and uh, Congressman Green need to know that. Okay. We need to know that they're, in fact, doing it. I like to hear that. I like to hear that kind of stuff this morning. And shout out the positivity. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might get, you know what, Charlamagne? Maybe if the producer's okay with that, maybe call him up and ask him what he's doing and have him on as a guest. I would love to do that. Tell him pull up. If he, What's his name? Okay. Charles Schwartz. His name is Charles Schwartz. I know Charles. Yeah, you know him? Yeah, why do I know Charles Schwartz? Because <laughs> he's, he's the CEO of Bank of New York Mellon. I feel like I met him or something. But what, anyway, yeah, Charles Schwartz. Pull up to the Breakfast Club. The, the people would love to hear from you. All right, that's some positivity. Now let's get somebody who wants to remain anonymous on the line. Now, uh, good morning, anonymous. Good morning, How are you? All right, so there's a reason you want to be anonymous this morning, so get it off your chest. Absolutely. How you doing, Charlamagne? What's up, King? Uh, well, yeah, man. Um, well, I did commit a crime with my sister over the past weekend, and that crime ended up resulting in me getting second-degree burns on my hands, and on my other thigh, a little bit on my ankle, a little bit on my face. Uh, oh, that's what happens when you commit crimes. Nothing good happens. You're right. You're right. But it was for it's not exactly a crime crime where anybody else got affected. You know, what we did was just, you know, burn her car. <laughs> so that's really all we did. We burned her car, we put in a little CEO in the way. And uh I ended up getting a second degree burn as a result of that. So I was just curious, would y'all go the extra mile for y'all siblings or sisters? Like would you Would I do something like, illegal for my brother? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, not at all. My not brother wouldn't even want me to do that. Oh, so it's bogus. So you said it's bogus of my sister to even put me in that situation. First of all, anybody that loves you will not ask you to commit a crime with them because they don't want to see anything happen to you, sir. That's fair. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I was just curious, man, that, you know, if anybody else would go the extra mile for their sister because I would. Uh, but Clearly. I guess, you know
That's like, you're like one of those people that give somebody money and act like it's from the heart, but then you'd be like, all right, now where my money? Where my money? Where my money? Nah, I'm not one of those kind of people. All right, then, so let it live. You, you take those burns and, you know, let them be a lesson to you. And let this be a lesson to everyone listening, okay? Don't let anybody put you in a position to do something illegal because that's, that's on right. you. Even if it's your sister. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially okay. if it's your sister. That's fair enough. Well, I just wanted to, you know, get y'all, uh, get that off my chest. So, obviously, I guess that was, uh, you know, dumb on my part, which I get, you know, but. Okay, well, you know, I hope you recover uh, nicely from this. I can't believe you thought you was going to get some sympathy up here with your goddamn burn wounds. Just be happy you're alive. All right, uh, that was Get It Off Your Chest, 1-800-585-1051. We do that every morning. But, yeah, we got rumor report coming up. Yes, let's talk about Meek Mill and the Cosmopolitan Hotel. You know he was saying that they were racist. We'll find out how the hotel has now responded. All right, we'll discuss when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So a former employee of R. Kelly is saying that R. Kelly would regularly record tapes of his sexual encounters with underage girls. Duh. Keep those tapes as trophies. And now they're saying some of these tapes are in the hands of the feds. Duh. So there's some more tapes out, multiple tapes where he's engaging in sex acts with minors, and they said that he did pay a large sum of cash to that employee, and in return, the employee handed a tape over to that singer, but somehow now that tape is in the hands of Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox. Who, who is this person that is stating the obvious? It's a former employee that's testifying in front of the grand jury. Yeah, we've seen one of those tapes, and the FBI already told us they had a couple more. Like, so, okay. Well, this is confirmation. I guess this former employee also had one of the tapes, and knew that there were many more that existed. So I guess those tapes are now being handed over. Well, give up the child porn for evidence purposes. <sighs> and, you know, and truthfully, everybody knew this was happening, including, I'm sure, this former employee. So now what happens with other people being held accountable? All right, Meek Mill, the Cosmopolitan Hotel, has apologized to Meek. Now, Meek Mill had said that they were racist to him. They threatened to arrest him for trespassing if he didn't comply when they told him to get off the property. And they said that it was part of a prior incident but didn't give any specifics. Now, there was never a prior incident. They released a statement. We apologize to Meek Mill for how we handled the situation on Saturday, May 25th, as we did not act in a respectful manner and were wrong. Meek Mill has not had any prior incidents on our property. The Cosmopolitan has zero tolerance for discrimination, and we pride ourselves in providing an inclusive environment. We look forward to welcoming Meek Mill back to the resort. Oh, so is the apology enough? Are people still going to go there knowing how they really feel about you? Well, Meek did accept the apology, and they said they will no longer pursue legal recourse at this time. But other people were coming forward and saying they had similar stories. Exactly. So if you know how those people really feel about you, but they just put out a PR apology to make sure that their business stays good, you're still going to go frequent that spot? And guess what? You have so many choices in Vegas. Like, so many places that you can go to, literally. Like, that you don't have to stay at the Cosmopolitan. I'm not a Vegas type of guy. I go to Vegas once a year, and that's for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. I like Vegas. I really want to take my mom. But I, I enjoy going to Vegas. Mm. I enjoy gambling. I enjoy the restaurants. I enjoy the shows. I like warm weather. 
Yes. So Vegas is a great place. I like the iHeartRadio Music Festival. All right, Sephora will be closing their stores on June 5th, and that's for a diversity training. Oh, God. SZA said that she was profiled, if you guys remember. She was shopping at Sephora, buying some fancy beauty products at a store in Calabasas when an employee called security to make sure that she wasn't stealing. Come on. SZA's even been in the whole Fenty Beauty lipstick campaign and all of that. So SZA did take to social media to talk about it, and she did say, we had a long talk. You have a blessed day, Sandy Sephora. Well, uh, Sephora did apologize. You are part of the Sephora family, and we are committed to ensuring every member of our community feels welcome and included at our stores. We want to let you know we take complaints like this very seriously and are actively working with our teams to address the situation immediately. Rihanna went ahead and sent her a gift card, too, with a handwritten note. said, go buy your Fenty Beauty in peace, sis. One love, Rihanna. What does diversity training look like? Um, I don't know. If, um, if you watch The Office, they had a whole episode where they did diversity training. It's like all it all it, it didn't go so well on there. All it takes is one day to figure out how to treat Negroes. Just one day. Well, they're doing a, <laughs> uh, inclusion workshops for their employees and yeah, shut it down. We shut watch, it down for one. Shut day. it down for one June day. June fifth. So on June fifth, if you're planning to go, just know Sephora will be closed. Yeah, it gives you enough time to watch. You can watch uh, when they see us and say, "Look, don't treat them like this." All right, that's how it works. Yeah, I don't know what goes on. I've never had diversity training. Maybe we need it. Nah. <laughs> All right. Now, 50 Cent is now looking for Tony Yayo to pay him back some money. Apparently, 50's been lending him money over the years and now wants that back. Uh, here's how that went. I was calling you because I was I was thinking about people that got to give me my money back. Oh, man. Here we go. Oh, come on, big homie. What you talking about? I wasn't even talking about you, but now that you said that, you should give me back some of the money I've been giving you, Pete. Like, I've been giving you money for years. Yo, homie, come on, man. You know I love you, too, man. Come on, man. Don't do me like that. You want me to shoot somebody for the finger? I'll pay you back like that. Dropping a clue to Tony Ayo. <laughs> I love Tony Ayo. Willing to go above and beyond for his friend, 50 <laughs> You want me to shoot somebody? <laughs> okay. Uh, I wonder... you, can't, you can't ask the person who shot somebody for you for their money back. I wonder if back, he bro. knew 50 was recording that. I don't know, but <laughs> you know what? Tony Ayo sounded very sincere, all right? <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I, I do owe you a lot of money, Phil, uh, but I, and I will clap somebody for you today. But the key word is that he did say that I've been giving you money. If I'm giving you money, that's a gift, right? And Tony yes. Ayo said, come on, you never said I had to pay you back. And I think 50 is just feeling like an unappreciated cancer. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we get like that. You know what I mean? Every now and then you just want a person to say thank you. Okay? Good looking. All right? I appreciate your help, your assistance. Every now and then. Because cancers are such givers, but nobody's ever given back to them in any way, shape, or form. Well, Tony Yeo did leave a comment under this post. He said, you put this up, you tripping, homie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you one thing. If Rotimi gets shot in the leg, we know where it came from. <laughs> All right? All right? Well, Jesus he's gotten, he's cool with Rotimi now. Things oh, are good he's with cool. That. Rotimi, that's been settled. Jackie Long's been been settled. Randall right. Emmett's been settled. But Tierra Marie is the only person. Lord have mercy. Who this hasn't worked with yet. Well, we hope Tierra don't get shot. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Oh, I'm forgetting every night here, so I got to do this. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got front page news coming up next, right, Yee? Uh, yes, we do. We're going to talk about a Maryland couple that was in the Dominican Republic, and they were found dead in their hotel room. My God, do you have any good news this morning, Yee? I gave you some. Jesus. Lottery winner. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's The Breakfast Club. Goddamn Monday. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God. 
Angela Yee. We got front page news coming right now. Uh, the Warriors beat the Raptors in game two of the NBA Finals, 109 to 104. The series is now tied one to one. And thank God, because I don't think any of us could stand to see Drake's gloating on Instagram if the Raptors would have went up two games to nothing. All right, but they go back to Golden State on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, Drake's been having some back and forths too, right? Yes, he has. He didn't talk much last night, though. Last night he had to uh, eat crow. You know what? They also were making fun of Anthony Joshua for losing this weekend. Uh, I don't think Ruiz that... because he posted a picture with Drake and said about to break the curse, and well, then he put an emoji of an owl. Well, that didn't go well for him. Did and it? the hashtag June first. Listen, that's how you know people don't watch boxing though, because I said that, that Anthony Joshua was going to be in some trouble on Saturday night fighting Ruiz Jr. Now I didn't think that he was going to actually lose, but I knew it was going to be a tough fight for him. The picture's weird too. Drake's like leaning on his arm, <laughs> like cuddling. Yes, it's it was weird. cuddling. You take a look at it. Um, but yeah, so that fight happened over the oh, weekend. Oh, that picture also. was real. Yeah, I thought that was photoshopped. I saw it on Instagram all weekend. I thought it was fake. <laughs> wow. So that curse is still in effect, I guess. That might be true though. They might, they might, like, you, you might be cursed for real in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. For real. I guess we'll see after the end of the series, right? No, because the, the series is going five games, six games at the most Golden State to win the series. All right, now let's talk about a Maryland couple that was visiting the Dominican Republic. They were found dead in their hotel room. They died of respiratory failure, according to the country's national police. What is respiratory failure? Um, well, apparently what they're saying is they had a condition that was caused by excess fluid in their lungs. And so I guess they couldn't breathe. So what the hell? Yes. Edward Nathaniel Holmes and Cynthia Ann Day. They missed their scheduled checkout time at the Bahia Principe Hotel in La Romana. And that's when they went into the room and found them unresponsive. Now, they did say there were various medications to treat high blood pressure found in the room. So they both had heart attacks or something? Uh... No, it, it looks like some type of respiratory failure and pulmo- pulmonary edema, it's called. I'm just trying to figure this out because I got really bad anxiety. So it I says know- excess fluid in the lungs. So, so they were swimming? No, <laughs> they were not swimming. But um, this fluid in their lungs, it doesn't have to be water from drowning. And they both died? So, I mean, it had to be whatever they was taking together had to cause this. I don't know. They, do you just die at the same time I feel like the they still need. I feel like they still need to be investigating this because that sounds yeah. very weird. That both of them died. Let me know. I'm a, I got, I'm like a hypochondriac. I hear something like that and think it can happen to me. Um, well, okay. Now let's talk about a woman who escaped a six-hour ordeal. She was allegedly raped repeatedly while trapped at a house in Queens. This happened early Thursday. She got punched so hard she was left with at least one fracture in her face. Finally, she managed to jump from a second-floor window of the house and escape. Can you imagine that? Six hours. Now, she says the man was an acquaintance of hers, and so now we are on the lookout for Michael Hosang, 53 years old, 5'10", 200 pounds, bald with brown eyes. They said he fled in a red Chevrolet with the Florida license plate JZEY32. Michael Hosang, where do you think you're going? Your name is all over the news this morning, buddy. All right, and then the good news, there was a Powerball jackpot winner in North Carolina, $344.6 million Powerball jackpot. Maybe you know the person, Charlamagne. Mm-mm. Because, you know, it's in the Carolinas. What part? Uh, we just know it was in North Carolina. That's all I know so far. So mm. North Carolina does not allow the winner to remain anonymous, so that person will have to come forward, and they have 180 days to claim that prize. Would you claim it right away? Uh, oh, yeah. a few days. No, life is too short. I would absolutely go claim it immediately. Mm-hmm. And you can remain anonymous in North Carolina too, right? No, you cannot. Oh, you can't? No. All right, well, I'll still claim it and be out. 
In summertime, <laughs> too? We out. Yeah, so uh, whoever that person is, we can't wait to find out uh, your information. Yeah. And Lee told us about two people dying, a six-hour rape, and a powerball that I didn't win. I'm still depressed. Make me feel good. I can't because I do want to address this Virginia Beach mass shooting. Oh, God. That left 12 people dead. Dwayne Craddock, 40 years old, was fired. Uh, no, no, Dwayne Craddock actually resigned from his job. And they said his performance was satisfactory. There were no issues. They said he was a good person, so they thought at his job. And for some reason, the veteran city engineer targeted people he'd worked with for years. He's 40 years old, and he started just shooting on that municipal building Friday afternoon, and then he ended up getting fatally wounded in that shootout with the police. One of the people that he did kill was his former boss and uh, other longtime city employees and a contractor as well. So they don't know if any of the victims were targeted or how many may have been caught just as he was shooting indiscriminately, but they did find two legally purchased 45 caliber pistols at the scene. You know, say what you want, but this is why mental health is so important, okay? This is why you got to get to the root of things. Emotional IQ is at an all-time low, and people don't know how to handle their issues without violence. Hurt people are hurting people, and that's a person that was in pain, and all he did was go and redistribute that pain to some other people. You got to get to the root of your traumas, people. All right, well, that is your front-page news on this Monday, June 3rd. Yes. Um, Now, I know somebody who can make me feel better. Yes, please. He goes by the name of Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin is joining us. Mr. Positive Energy himself. All right. I'm not going to lie. I was listening to his new album and I like it. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but it does make you feel joyous. What's the name of the album? Uh, It is called Long Live Love. Long Live Love. Mm -hmm. Kirk Franklin will be here next to talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. I'm Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. Our brother DJ Envy is not here with us, but we got another good brother in here right now. He has a new album out called Long Live Love. I'll never forget the name of this album. Yeah, I know, especially <laughs> today. <Listen. laughs> Kirk Franklin is here, ladies and gentlemen. It's good, dude. How are you, brother? I'm good, sir. Thank How you, the man. hell do you stay looking so young, man? You vegan or something? I'm borderline. So when you, know? you say you are uh, almost vegan, what are you, Presbyterian? <laughs> no. Not Presbyterian. That's church. Presbyterian. Presbyterian. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, as soon as you see me, as soon as you see that me. That was crazy. You know, I was, I was trying like, to figure what? it out. I was trying to figure out where we were going. I didn't understand what he was talking about. I didn't about. know where we were going, but I was like, okay, well, I got to be on my feet. Man. No. I got to be on my feet. I, I got to be on my feet. So you're Presbyterian? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, first it was porn, then Presbyterian. I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that I'm ready. I'm trying to make sure I'm ready. There's a church that serves seafood on Sundays. It's a Presbyterian, Presbyterian church. Are you ready? No, no, no. Um, it's, it's, I do maybe steak, um, you know, maybe like, once a month. Got you, know you got you. And, 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 you know, some lean. Yeah. You know, like filet. Okay. You know, but outside of that, I do, uh, you know, like white fish mm-hmm. and uh, chicken. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the new album. Man, I started I'm listening to it already. What I love about listening to your music it is, is con- like, you know, people always have this idea in their head. And I didn't know that you listened to my music. Thank you. That's really dope. Well, you know, of course, it. I got to prepare because you're coming, but I was in here jamming to it. Thank so you. So I Man, appreciate that means a lot. Thank you. That and congratulations on the BET Award nomination as well. Thank you. Was there a specific event that led you to name the album Long Live Love? Of course, of course. It's just very obvious where we are and just the climate of culture, mm-hmm. just the polarization and, and even my Christian brothers even across the aisle and, and their lack of empathy for uh, black and brown people and, mm. and, and, and not being able to understand that the creative love is challenging us to be able to learn how to love people that are not always the most lovable because we're at times not always the most lovable. When you say get rid of this lack of empathy, right, I start thinking about old white 
males. Yeah. Because I feel like they'll never have empathy just because they so stuck in their ways. Like, a lot of it is racism. A lot of it is sexism. You see what's going on with the abortion ban. You see how yes. they've historically treated us. Yeah. When I when you say get rid of uh, get rid of people with no empathy, it's like, do they got to die? Well, it's, uh, well, wow. Uh, it's, I think that the mindset does have to. Yeah. And, and even there were white men, uh, you know, that, that were abolitionists that contributed to to the betterment of black and brown people mm-hmm. at some point. But but at some point, you're right. It appears that if you're not asking the questions and engaging in a group of people that are not like you, you're not aware of what the systemic issues yes. now cause and create. And more people have to feel human- the humanity of things. Like I was looking at how in c- conversion therapy and how they're starting to outlaw it in some places, but I can't even believe that's still legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's very embarrassing to think that we have to make people exactly the way that we think that they need to be to be able to do life with them. Mm-hmm. No one group of people will ever be monolithic, you know? Everybody has different views, even inside of different communities. Right. But it's all about learning how to agree to disagree mm-hmm. and still letting love lead the narrative. You know, even when you say that, right? Like you. And I know that sounds like Disney World. No, but, but it's true. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, even when you think about the Bible, right? I look at the Bible, and, I, and I've gotten older. I study the Bible, and you... You know, you can read things about, you know, uh, being gay is an abomination. Or you can read them when he said, I think he said, Jesus told him that your devil is the father when he was talking uh, mm-hmm. to Jewish people. So people thought that was anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. have homophobic yeah. stuff in the Bible. You have anti-Semitic stuff in the Bible. And it's like, this ain't love. This don't sound and like this no, love God. And it's not homophobic stuff in the Bible. What it is, uh, is that there are men and women who have not necessarily been trained and to be able to exegete scripture, to be able to understand the totality of the text. Because um, if you are going to call one thing a sin in the Bible, you cannot exegete that text and realize that pride, jealousy, mm-hmm. envy. Eating pork. <laughs> well, you know, that's Old Testament. You know, you know, it, it, it ain't saying that, Look you know, you give you some bacon. bacon. Don't try well, to no, I don't, don't eat the bacon. Like, oh. it's, I don't eat bacon. <laughs> it's I don't eat bacon because it swells you up. Okay. Yeah. That's so funny how we were just getting everywhere into this thing. But um, no, it's just weird because the Bible says all, it says all scriptures of God. Isn't that what it's saying? All scripture is God breathed. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. The, the whole piece about it being Logos. And so, but, but what we have to understand also is that the canon of scripture still is coming from a place of a loving God. God is not built to hate gay people. The Bible is not a manual on how to hate gay people. Mm -hmm. And so if we continue to keep isolating these individual things and make that the premise of what God is and who God is, we're missing the standpoint is that there's room at the cross for all of us. And all of us got something. Mm-hmm. And to make your something bigger than my something is to miss how big the love and grace of God is. And it's, it's just weird, like, even when they say, like, thou shalt not kill, and they use that to justify banning abortions. But then mm-hmm. it'll be this, like, a state like Alabama will do uh, execution the very next day. Yeah, yeah. You know and, I mean? and, 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 you know, being adopted, because, I don't know if y'all know this, but, you know, but I was adopted when I was four. I know by, by, Yeah, by a 64-year-old lady. Uh, by a 64-year-old lady. you drove her crazy. Boy, bananas <laughs> but i um remember my biological mother who my adopted mother was trying to get some help to help because she was on fixed income you know mm-hmm. the woman adopted me and so she reached out to my biological mother because she knew her and tried to get some help financially when because now i'm 12 13 mm-hmm. years old and you know we lived in one of them little old trap houses in the house you know where where you can hear every conversation because ain't no doors and i remember my biological mother telling 
uh, my adopted mother that I didn't want him, that I wanted an abortion and you wouldn't let me. Wow. Wow. And so I lived with that abandonment issue. So, yes, I am a pro-life person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it would be hypocritical to, to not also tell you that when I was a teenager, I paid for an abortion. I you paid know? for three. So, so, so it would be uh, hypocritical of me to not also say that I've also contributed to the conversation or to the issues, well, to the same thing that I heard that hurt me. And as a matter of fact, I was able to apologize to that young lady uh, several years ago, and it was a moment. But it, it, wasn't, was it wasn't just your decision, was it? Well, you know, it's, I do think that, you know, that men at times can kind of, you know... Swayed you yeah, in certain directions? Yeah, man, and, you know, and I want to be real about that. Right. Me yeah. not act God like... be like, oh, well, you could do it, but I ain't going to be yeah, there. I don't yeah, want that. Yeah, How do all, I know it's mine? And, and then, I drove her, you know, you know, so, you know, even driving her, you know, I contributed to it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is, is that I am pro-life, but I still believe that I do not have a right to <clears throat> force a woman to do anything with her body the same way that I can't force somebody to, to come to Jesus Christ. We got more with Kirk Franklin coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. Uh, Kirk Franklin is here. Yee, you got a question? When did you forgive your biological mother from overhearing that conversation? Did you guys ever talk and did you forgive her? Oh, boy, now we're getting into some thick water, man. You know, you hold my hand? <laughs> Thank you. you hold my hand while you have this coming. <laughs> is that... Uh, it's, I think I'm still in that process, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm, I'm uh, you know, mm. I ain't gonna lie to you just because, like, I have a half sister because we got the same mama, and my half sister because of my mother's abandonment, it, you know, uh, she really got on drugs. She spent over a decade in prison. She just got sent back to prison about a few months ago. So now, you know, my daughter, I'm, I'm, I mean, my sister is back in prison. You know, just because we did not have these mamas and daddies covering us, wow. and and I've seen some some selfish things in my mother, even though I don't have a relationship with her, that for me, it's like, I can't keep taking that kind of, you know, one thing about growing up is you do get a chance to not guard your own heart. When you're a kid, sometimes you become a victim of everybody's mm-hmm. foolishness. But but when you get grown, you say, you know what, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I tap out. But, uh, and I even had to deal with that with my biological father last year. And I got a random call uh, telling me that this man who I didn't know, who I hated, was dying of cancer. I didn't even know him. And as a Christian, I had to look at, okay, how am I going to respond to this? And I got on the plane, and I went down. He was living in the projects, you know what I'm saying, you know, not having much, you know, and he was just down there. And and uh, and I told him, I said, you know, I hear that I've, you know, sold some albums and got a couple of awards, but I got to let you know because I did not have you as a father to tell me my value. I'm always the most insecure man in the room. And you know wow. he's you know he you know here he is dying, and I was hoping for that this is us moment where he grabbed my head and put my forehead next to his and you know what I'm saying we shed tears and then and then we break to TV commercial you know what I mean but that didn't happen you know he didn't he did not possess what I needed to be able to give me the type of wusa that I was looking there was for. no closure on that one you know he just looked at me and said you know I understand what you're saying. That's all he could give me. Because he hasn't he hasn't dealt with his hurt in yeah. life. He hasn't dealt with his pain. He hasn't dealt with his trauma. He don't he don't know how to love. Rest in peace to his soul because he passed about a month after that. But in that conversation, he told me, he said, I've got three or four other kids. I ain't been a good daddy to them either. Well, Lord have mercy. Have so, you ever met them? Um, he did it in a way that like really rubbed me wrong years ago. Like when God started like really blessing my career. I was twenty six years old, <clears throat> had a concert in Houston because he lived in Houston. 
and he shows up backstage with these little kids and says, that's your brother. Go over there and say hi to your brother. Oh, my God. And, you know. After that, for a couple dollars. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> you know, for me, that just like ah, you know, ah, I'm good. How much did you give him? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. But but I did pay for the funeral. This all makes sense because I saw your uncensored episode and you said you. Wow, never, man. Thank you, man. You said you never really felt good enough. Still. And so now I get Still it. Still war with it. Your mom told you that she wanted to have an abortion, and then yeah. your father wasn't there. So how did you even get close to a place of, I guess, worthiness? I'm still working on. Wow. And I think that whatever term you would use as success, it can exacerbate the brokenness in you. Explain if you sell, a little bit. Well, if you sell a million albums and if you're a broken person mm-hmm. and you do it, you think a million people like you. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean a million people like you. But when you're a broken person looking for love and acceptance, you think, man, they like me. And then if the next album go gold, you think, man, I've just lost Half a million people that don't like me anymore. So you're always trying to do something to be liked. I saw that you said you were nervous about this album, and I was like, why is Kirk Franklin nervous? I'm nervous about every album. Mm -hmm. I have bubble guts about every album. Well, I'm letting you know right now. I'm sorry, I know that was too much. Albums ain't selling like they used to in any genre. (laughs) Yeah. So please, don't take it personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Do you feel like people look at you and expect you to have, like they have these high expectations of you as a person that no one could ever really live up to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 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 because you're very honest about struggles that you've had. No doubt. And I feel like that takes a lot of courage because just how people look at you, people automatically assume, well, he's supposed to be holier than all yeah, the rest yeah, yeah. of us. And, and it's really one of the reasons why I do it mm-hmm. is, is number one is I heal as I reveal. And I come to the table, you know, with a lot of the PTSD, with anxiety issues, with um, with depression. And so I like to talk about those things because those things are always taboo to talk about in the church. You just, you know, you just pray everything away. Therapy and, is taboo to talk about in the church. I've been in therapy since I was 18 years old. Wow. Yeah, man. Oh, come on, man. Um, me and wifey, we were in therapy off and on for about four years early in our marriage. Saved our marriage. Man, I didn't know how to be no husband. Yeah, because you was a broken person. You yeah, man. Yes, yes, yes. So, and I do think that answer just to be very candid. And you know, I am in love with the faith that I profess. Like I've seen Christ change my life, and so I believe in it. And I'm not talking about the whitewashed Christianity of America. You know, that think that it it only came up after the transatlantic slave trade and colonialism. I'm, you know, there were African Christians. You know, t- uh, two centuries before Constantine. You know, in the sub-Saharan parts of Africa. So I really believe now that I didn't know because I, I thought. Christianity was created by Constantine. Nope. Wow. Christianity existed in the sub-Saharan parts of Africa in Alexandria two centuries before Constantine. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Augustine is an African. But there has been a whitewashing of Christianity in America. Uh, Europe didn't influence Africa. Africa influenced Europe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I do believe that because of the whitewashing of Christianity in America, and its brokenness when, it, when it's come to black and brown people, is that there has been this rise of religion that makes people think that you gotta be a certain way Mm -hmm. to look like what a person that loves God to be. And my job is to debunk all of that. Mm. Like Kanye West is doing right now with his Sunday service. And I love him. Let that man heal. Mm -hmm. Let that music heal that man. Kanye been doing that since day one if you're really paying attention. I mean, one of his first singles was Jesus Walks. And I was mad at Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> what? I was mad at Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, I've been walking with you a long time. You could have gave, gave me that record. You didn't give me that record. Well, I was mad at Jesus. <laughs> I've been walking with you. That record should have been mine. What are your conversations with Kanye like? They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Does he come to you for guidance when it comes to what it is that he's doing now? He already been came to you though. Yeah, man. We we you know it's I don't think every relationship has to be for the gram. Mm -hmm. You know, is I think that if I'm gonna try to be the man that God wants me to be, then I'm trying to be that, y'all. I'm trying with everything I got, but because I see the ugliness that we as Christians sometimes can portray. I mean, you don't think I see the foolishness and and I hear the things that people think about us. I hear it, I see it, mm -hmm. and I see how at times we contribute. Now, mind you, there's some great, great churches, great people doing the thing, but there has been damage that we got to address, and it's been embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we love our people, our black people, but there are people in our community that were like, come on, man, come on, no, man, we've come too Talk far. He said it. I was trying to not say it. He was saying it. <laughs> the difference between and black people, Chris Rock told us this years ago. No doubt. We have to find a word for the Christians that we're talking about that we can use that word. Damage is good. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful one. Yeah. That is a beautiful one. All right, we got more with Kirk Franklin when we come back, but right now let's get into one of his classic records. All right, get some God in you this morning. This is Stomp. What's up, it's Angela Yee. It's The Breakfast Club, and we have on this Monday Kirk Franklin in the building. Now, Charlamagne, you have a question? How do you approach it when it comes to, you know, being in a, a certain position now, but then people want to pull up stuff from 10 years ago, 15 years ago? I'm fine with that. Things you might have said, things you might have tweeted. I'm like, fine with that. I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm fine with talking about the broken parts of my life. I'm right. fine with talking about how I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to get right. I Listen, I can impress you talking about accomplishments, but I can impact you talking about my mistakes. Ooh. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> you said something like that. You said in 2017, you said millennials were leaving the church because we showed them our scriptures without showing them our scars. Amen. Yeah. Amen. People want to see the gospel before they read it. Mm -hmm. And we've got to do better. That's why I'm very grateful, like, as big as y'all are, like, you know, for, for y'all to allow, you know, somebody like me come through or Carl come through or Devon come through or John, you know, you know, like, like, you know, like, this is the breakfast club. You I know, think people I'm, need that word. We but, gotta, you got to be a balance of ratchetness and righteousness. But y'all, <laughs> but y'all ain't got to do it, though. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, we do. Wow. I feel like God will punish us <laughs> if we don't. I feel like when you, I feel like when you got a platform. And you know they say when you know when you got a platform and you you got a big stake in media you control the minds of the masses. Like you can't That's just keep you can't though. just keep giving the masses. And our job is candy. to inspire, and, and we like need it too. Medicine. So if we need it, then we feel like our audience needs it as well. It's, that's where it starts right there. If people and culture can find the things that people are doing and the things that you see that they don't have to do, mm -hmm. let's make that big. Let's make that huge. Let's celebrate because I'm telling you, man, what are our kids going to do in a world that if they make a mistake, they get canceled? Word. And then what about when it comes around to your time and you right. make a mistake? And everybody it definitely will everybody come around to your time. Dude, everybody gets a turn. Dude, everybody gets a turn to fall. But that's what growth is about, falling, right? Mm -hmm. You are who you are. It's the byproduct of all of your lessons. Does Kirk Franklin love himself? Because you talked about album sales and feeling like if you didn't sell a certain amount of records, yeah. you didn't have no validation. Yeah, like, yeah. Does Kirk yeah. Franklin love himself like what gives you validation now like true validation my kids my kids and my wife because you know they ain't getting paid to <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying ain't no woman gonna stay with you 23 years talking about that she proud of you and believe in you if she don't and not after no 23 years maybe right, the right. first you know maybe maybe the first 23 months maybe maybe right mm -hmm. and maybe. you put her through a right. lot early on boy Boy, did I take her through a lot. But, I mean, she married a bipolar Christian, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, I just, I did not know how to do it. Like, my wife comes from a, well, it's not a perfect family, but, like, my wife's daddy, like, man, he is triple OG. 
I mean, you know, I mean, just a loving man. Like, he married Tammy's mama, and Tammy's mama already had, a, you know, like three kids. And then, you know, and, 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 uh, and um, he was taking care of his four kids. And so when they got married, they had like seven kids, and he was at every one of their games. Just super dude. And so she came to the table a more healthier Strong. person, and she taught me how to fly. Did her dad ever have to check you? No. Let me tell you what's a really dope story. You'll love this story right here. Me and Tammy were married for nine months. She was pregnant. Stomp was out. I was arrogant. You know what? You know, like I bought like this big medallion. <laughs> I just, you know, like I went and bought like a whole bunch of. Who oh, would think that? That's the that was oh, a gospel record. I, I was I'm looking I, at you like you are holier than that. But he was young and he blew thing, up. Yeah, no, well, 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 and not only that. Remember, it wasn't gospel music that influenced me. I was raised on hip hop. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 my, yeah. You know, my my street name was Kid Fresh. So like, you know, you know, like I was feeling myself. Yeah. And one night, one night, because a family was moving back to Texas, and they came down to says for Christmas, and it was a house that I bought when my career took off. So when I first got married, I already had my own crib. And remember, I was raised as an only child, so I had a lot of only child syndrome. Right. You know, Ooh. that's my a real toys. thing. And yeah. my yeah. only child. Yeah, my toys, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so one night with the house full of people who sleep, I'm mean, everybody was sleep, and me and Tammy kind of got into it. She's pregnant, right? And I was like acting a fool with my wife. She gets up at two o'clock in the morning and she starts yelling for her daddy. She's like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And she said, and, and she said, now, talk to me the way you're talking to me now. And, <laughs> and Tammy's daddy got was like, well, Tammy's mom and daddy were like, what is going on, y'all? And so I'm going up because now I'm pissed at her. Like, you gonna you call, call your, your daddy? daddy? And then I go, in my house, you know? And so I'm going off. Tammy's mom and daddy at two something in the morning grabbed me and Tammy's hands and they both got on their knees and just started, her daddy just started praying. Mm. I'm not going to let you come against these kids, Satan, in the name of Jesus. That's right. They're going to be blessed in this house. I mean, just started rebuking. Yo, man, my wife grabbed me and said, I am so sorry for doing that to you, disrespecting you like that in your home. And I was like, when I saw that, I was like, I want to be that kind of man. Because I've never seen that. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, people that love each other, where I was raised, you fight. And I bet you as you got older... You understand you would want your daughter to call for you, too, if she was in a situation no like doubt. that. No doubt. No doubt. Right right now. Yeah. Just because I'm little don't 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 mean I'm... But you would do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm little, but I put paws on you. Do you, pray, do you pray you before pray. you put them holy hands on nope. somebody? Kirk? No. No. <laughs> when the no. Last, when the last time you've been in a situation where you felt like, man, I'm about to put my hands on you now? Oh, man. What? Um, um, last summer. You know, you know, some people try to come at me, you know, a little twisted about that I needed to give my daddy some money and needed to bring him up. And, you know, and I was like, you don't know me like that. Did y'all actually get in a little altercation? No, I get in altercations very often. I'm quick tempered. And I'm working on it. Yeah, you got to work I got on that, that little man syndrome. I got that little man <laughs> syndrome. That's a little act right. Like healing hands can also mean <laughs> a slap can be healing sometimes. Well, no, I ain't put hands with people and somebody in a minute, but I'm... Yeah. I can be quick, yeah, and I'm working on it. We we had a we had YG up here. I watched that. That was powerful. What did you think of that? Like you know, he questioned it. Yeah, one of my homegirls, Kendra G, called me yesterday. Like, don't you ever question God? No, what loving father would turn away uh, uh, questions from their children? Right. Yeah. This is a dark world. Yeah, wouldn't it be reality if every time something any type of misfortune happened, you automatically just accepted it as. God's will. Yeah, yeah. and I see that's that's the thing. What Angela you said is exactly what I be. My point is, I'm like, I think sometimes things are just the absence of God. Like, mm. like somebody is submitting their will to the devil. Mm. You know, like if somebody walks with you with a gun right now and blows your brains out. 
I don't think that was God's will for you. Wow, wow, wow. You know, that's some deep water because when you talk about the sovereignty of God and 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 why God allows bad things to happen to good people, it's I don't always know why. And I'm not going to uh, take away the pain and anguish that people go through uh, when a mother loses her child. It's I don't think that that's the time to talk about well, heaven needed another angel. Yeah, it's uh-huh. like, that's Man. just the most ignorant thing. Oh, Sometimes you'll like, never know why. Yeah, yeah, you know. But but you know what I've learned, Ange? What I don't know doesn't cancel out what I do know. Mm-hmm. We live in the now. We don't know what will be revealed to us 10, 20, 30 years from now. Why this happened, why that happened, and how all things are working together for good. Because we are living in 2019. That is true. God is already in 2090. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And we don't know how the pain of then will be the beautiful platform for something else later on. We don't know. But while we're here, we are to weep with those that weep, rejoice with those that rejoice, and mourn with those that mourn. That's why I love the title of your new album, Long Live Love, just because that's why I'm so big on the mental health thing, because I feel like, you know, brothers don't love... And I've been so proud of you, man. Bro, I've been so proud. Well, I'm proud of all y'all, man, just watching y'all, you know. But I'm so proud because... I've seen mental health attack my family. I've seen mental health people try to shout it away, try to speak and tongue it away, and you are body and soul. And so to be able to uh, minister to the whole man it's the right thing to do. And so I've been very proud of y'all, man. And uh, yeah, long live love. Yeah, we, just gotta, we gotta love each other more. We gotta, we gotta tell our brothers we value them, we appreciate yes. them. Yes, we yes. We gotta do that. Yes. Well, well, congratulations on your consistency. Absolutely. In your Thank career, you. we always appreciate you coming through for Thank us. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you so long much. live love. It's out right now. It's Kirk Franklin. It's The Breakfast Club. I don't know what somebody told Oh, yeah. You. We've become Lil Baby Radio. <laughs> That's Lil Baby again, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. We got rumor report coming up. I have no idea what we're talking about. Well, let's get into it. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Ellen DeGeneres was on My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. That's David Letterman's Netflix series. This was on Friday. And she talked about her relationship with her mom and also her mom's husband, who was her stepfather. Here's what she had to say about uh, being sexually assaulted. He convinced me that he needs to feel my breast. And then he tries to do it again another time. And then another time he tries to break my door down and and I kicked the window out and ran because I knew it was going to go more. And uh, I didn't want to tell my mother because I was protecting her and I knew that, that that would ruin her happiness and she was happy with him even though he was a horrible man and I should have I should never have protected her I should have protected myself and I didn't tell her for a few years and then I told her and then she didn't believe me and then she stayed with him for 18 more years that's so sad she was only 15 or 16 when this was happening and think about that Ellen is in her 60s and she's just telling that story Right, and she's alluded to it before, but she's never told those details about it, and she's telling those details now just because other women go through these things, young girls go through these things, so she's hoping by giving this information and seeing other people speaking out right now and a lot of victims that aren't believed, she says, we don't just make stuff up. And, I mean, not even just for them, though, but, I mean, even for her, just for her own personal healing. 
Like you can't really heal until you tell you, you you can't heal what you don't reveal, right? Disgusting that that happened to her. Now her mom has spoken out, Betty DeGeneres, and she said, "I know now that one of the hardest things to do was speak up after being sexually abused. I love my daughter, and I wish I had the capacity to listen to her when she told me what happened. I live with that regret, and I wouldn't want that for any other parent. If someone in your life has the courage to speak out, please believe them." So that's her mom's uh, statement that she gave to NBC News. All right, now let's talk about Jesse Smollett. You know, there's these new documents that have been released that show everything that was uh, get going on in that case and how the charges were dropped and all of that. Now, there's some new documents that have never before been seen or reported. And those documents show that there was a witness that people didn't even know about, a security guard from the Sheraton Hotel directly across from Jesse Smollett's apartment. And he gave a statement saying that he saw three men getting away, including one white man, which will kind of back up what Jesse Smollett had to say about there was a white person. He saw the white around uh, in the cutout face mask that he had on. And also other information such as Jesse Smollett had reported to the doorman of his building. He gave a statement uh, as soon as he walked in and the doorman gave a statement saying that Jesse Smollett did say I just got jumped and that he did have wounds and cuts on his face. But police before that have been saying that Jesse Smollett uh, entered and did not report what happened to him or anything, just walked past the doorman. So there's some new information that's coming out in these documents now that hadn't been reported before. I hate to say it, but nobody cares. That ship has sailed. All right, because because the correction or uh, the uh, the truth is never going to be as entertaining as that first headline was, and that's what everybody's going to run with. That's what's stuck in everybody's brain. And never forget, there was that woman who was a neighbor who saw a white man where the attack near where the attack happened, smoking a cigarette with a rope hanging from his coat. So that's in there too. So maybe there is more to this than we oh, think. Oh please! So you believe Jesse? No, I'm just saying. Look, why did the police not report this other witness, the security guard from the Sheraton, that said he saw a white man? I thought they did the report scene. him. No, this is the first time that it's ever been reported. No, we heard that story before. The guy standing outside Jesse's apartment smoking a cigarette. No, this was a security guard across the street from the Sheraton. This witness has never before been reported. It's in this paperwork that lawyers didn't even know. You're not about to confuse my life with this story anymore, yeah. I'm just I'm saying. It, man, you got to think it affected his life so much he can't even get work now. So anything that could exonerate him or... They've definitely made it seem like he made up this whole thing and has self-inflicted wounds. So you don't think he made it up? I'm saying that there's a possibility that maybe it's more to it than we know. Mm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. Oh, and yes. right now you know what time it is. It's time for that donkey of the day. Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, this is going to a young man from Florida. And um, have you ever been in a situation where you was doing foreplay and before y'all got to actually do the do, the guy busted off. Yeah, and it got all over his face. All right. Okay, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> we'll talk about it for after that. It's horrifying. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. No, no, stop. Not talking till I get a Florida intro. I want the Florida man intro. Why isn't the Florida man intro in there, guys? It's not in there? What's wrong with y'all? Come on now. We only do this every two or three times a week. All right, hit the regular intro then. God damn it. Y'all messing up my vibe on a Monday. It's disgusting. Just don't care my vibe. You ready? Are you? Yes. Oh, we got spicy. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty funny. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Donkey of the day 
for Monday, June 3rd, goes to a 23-year-old Florida man named Andrew Chenault. I don't know why my Florida intro for Donkey isn't in there, but whatever. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you about Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, okay? Argue amongst yourself because the only people disputing the crazy that exists in Florida is people from Florida. All right, see, y'all so crazy. The crazy stuff that happens in Florida that looks wild to the rest of us has become normal to y'all, and I am shocked that it hasn't become normal to me because to this day, I still find Florida crazy, okay? I mean, the normal, everyday things that happen everywhere else become crazy in Florida, okay? A show of hands in the room. Who out there participated in any kind of foreplay this weekend? I'm, I'm, the, I'm the only You're person? You're the only one. Well, Eddie got his hand up. All right, Nick. Right. I mean, Drum, Drum got his hand up, okay? That's not Nick, yeah. Uh, all right, I was about to say, I'm the only person who is engaging in sexual activity that proceeds intercourse this weekend. My God. Me and Eddie, the married ones in here, we the ones that shouldn't be getting any. All right? Okay. All right, well, well, to our listening audience that's not from Florida, raise your hands if you can hear my voice and if you engage in some foreplay this weekend. Okay. All right, I see you. Now, I'm the type, uh, I'm always down to learn some new tricks in the bedroom. If it's some new techniques I can bring in, great. If, I, if it's something to spice things up, I'm with that, all right? Not to mention I take foreplay very serious because at my age, foreplay lasts longer than sex nowadays, and everyone is sure to get the finish we came for, all right? But there is foreplay, and then there is flow play, all right? Flow play is what happens in Florida before sex. And ye, you, you said that you've been in a situation where yes. a man... Okay, a, a, a man busted off during foreplay. Y'all didn't even get to have sex. And he was so disappointed in himself. He was. Isn't that disappointing? Yeah, and then it hit his chin and some of his face because it shot up. Okay. I mean, that is disappointing. I mean, you, wow. you're doing foreplay <laughs> and he just fires off before y'all get the penetration, okay? He just lets off around before y'all even get to what the foreplay was leading to. Well, that's exactly what happened to Andrew. But it wasn't his penis that was busting. Let's go to WFLA NBC 8 for the report, please. Shot dead during sex. Tonight, a Valrico man is facing manslaughter charges accused of accidentally shooting a woman during a sexual encounter. It appears this was a fatal case of foreplay. 23-year-old Andrew Charles Chenault's fantasy has cost him his freedom. He and the victim were engaging in, I guess you could call it, a form of gunplay. This was sexual excitement for them, using the gun to rub it on one another with their finger on the trigger. Investigators tell us others were in the house at the time and heard the gun go off. They called 911. When deputies arrived, Chenault was very upset about what happened and explained that he and the woman knew the gun was loaded but thought the safety was on. All the evidence clearly showed that this man did not mean to shoot this victim. Paramedics rushed the victim to the hospital where doctors pronounced her dead and deputies are currently holding Chenault at the Hillsborough County Jail on a $50,000 bond. Florida, y'all don't got no sex toys? What happened to vibrators and handcuffs and mm -hmm. butt plugs? Okay. All right. Okay. My, my, my brothers, if you keep my, it spicy. My brothers, if you're going to bust off during foreplay, that's not how you should do it. All right. Is this what Lil Duval meant when he said, fire head? Fire head. Huh? Mm -mm. That's not it? <laughs> is, is this what happens when you're getting some fellatio and you got your fire on you? Okay. Is this foreplay or gunplay? Well, clearly, foreplay and gunplay in Florida is the same thing. The only thing that could make this story better is if the Florida man in this story was actually the good brother gunplay, okay? I have nothing else to say about this situation because some donkey of the days just sell themselves. I really don't have to explain to y'all why this is stupid, right? Do I? No. Oh, okay. Uh, please give Andrew Chenot the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Jesus Christ, Florida. Tragic situation. Florida never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> Never ever. It's really sad though. 
He's trying to have a nice n- evening. Yeah, sad. He didn't even get to have sex. I mean, okay. Now, ye, uh, what are we doing next? Well, on our podcast, since we're talking about sex and relationships, this is a different type of twist. Mm-hmm. On lip service, we have Kadeen and Deval Ellis. You know the Ellises. And they're a married couple. They've been together a long time uh, since they were, like, in college. And apparently, he has certain views on sex and why men cheat when they're in long-term relationships. Here's what he said. Do you know how hard it is for a man to try to be monogamous to a woman, and then when he's ready to have sex, the woman act like he's being like she's bothering him? Especially when you're in relations for a long time, there's a lot of women who are just like, oh my God, you want to have sex again? It's like, yo, I'm trying to be everything to you and only give you this. This is what I need. And then you act like it's a bother, and then when you have sex, it's like, fine, here, take it. So now we have whack sex when we have sex, or you don't want to have sex, and you expect me to live like Like that. that. So then dude's like, you know what, I can't keep saying it because I don't want to bother her, so let me just go try to get it. Then he get caught. Now he the bad guy. First of all, black men don't (laughs) cheat, all right? Who is this agent that is, tr- that is trying to bring down the black man? I know a white supremacist plant when I hear one. Who is this man spreading these oh lies gosh, about Oh, my gosh. You know Deval Ellis from social media. Uh, they no. have a YouTube sh- series and a podcast. Never heard of Called him. Deadass. Nope. Okay. Nope. He's a former NFL player. Nope. <laughs> don't know him. Don't claim him. But Black men don't cheat. But it's interesting because we had this conversation and one of the girls from the podcast, Gigi's like, look, whenever my man wants to have sex, even if I'm not necessarily in the mood, I will do it. Right, but that doesn't give a man to me a right to Why cheat. Why you say Gigi's man? Like we don't know who G. Well, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't give a man a right to cheat. But I can understand how some men might feel like, okay, I want to have sex. Sometimes we don't sync up sexually. One person usually likes to have sex more than the other person. So does that mean that a man is kind of like, I don't know if the word is justified. Or might be more prone to go out and cheat just because he's not having sex at home. What do you do in that situation? Ask the white men in the room and the Puerto Ricans. I don't know. Black men don't cheat. Ask Drum and Steve. Well, we're going to ask you. 800-585-1051. I'm sure you all, some people have had this issue where you want to have sex more than your partner wants to. What do you do when your partner does not want to have sex? I'm disgusted. It's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Club. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee. That's Charlemagne. What's happening? DJ Envy's not here today, but right now we are talking about what happened on Lip Service. Deval Ellis and Kadeen Ellis were on. And they're a married couple, and they were talking about what do you do when your wife doesn't want to have sex as much as you do. Here's what he said. Do you know how hard it is for a man to try to be monogamous to a woman? And then when he's ready to have sex, the woman act like he's being like she's bothering him? Especially when you're in relations for a long time. There's a lot of women who are just like, oh, my God, you want to have sex again? It's like, yo, I'm trying to be everything to you and only give you this. This is what I need. And then you act like it's a bother. And then when you have sex, it's like, fine, here, take it. So now we have whack sex when we have sex. Or you don't want to have sex and you expect me to live like Like that. that. So then dude's like, you know what? I can't keep saying it because I don't want to bother her. So let me just go try to get it. Then he get caught. Now he the bad guy. All right, so we want to get your input. What do you think about DeVal's comments? Let's talk to Red. We not, we got to talk about it in here. Oh, okay. I thought you said black men don't cheat, so black it doesn't men, matter. Black men don't cheat, and I want to tell that man. What's that man's name? Who's DeVal on Ellis. DeVal Ellis, you need to stop letting Satan use you to spread those lies like that, all right? so But I, I can have a hypothetical conversation about this. Okay. All right? Uh, no, those aren't in the vows. That's not what marriage is about. If your woman doesn't want to have sex, go read a book. Go meditate. Go create something. Go work out. Go do something productive. Because there's nothing wacker than the sex you get when your woman doesn't want to do it. And that's what he said. 
And that doesn't give you the right to go out there and cheat. No, yeah. it doesn't give me the thought to want to go out there and cheat. That's not in my process. That's not in my thought process. Number one, because black men don't cheat. All right. And number two, because black men don't cheat. And number give, three, because black men don't cheat. I just want to give the guys some advice out there, too. Sometimes y'all just roll over and think we're just supposed to have sex and don't want to do any foreplay or anything, and we're not in the mood. Ain't and not- it's kind of your responsibility as well. I understand that sometimes you want to have sex and sometimes we don't, and vice versa. But, you know, you can try to get somebody in the mood. You can try to do other things. It doesn't always have to be sex, but sometimes it can lead to sex. So make some effort to do some things that we actually like get turned on by. There's nothing better than when your woman is in the mood. When your woman is horny, okay? If Sometimes she, y'all just pull it out and think we're just supposed to be like, okay, let's go. That is whack. That's not how women work. Well, let's talk to Red. What's up, Red? What do you think? I think it's true. I think it's absolutely true. And you know what? When you're married... That's Shut up, Red. Things. Black men so don't cheat, go, Red. That's one of the hardest things you got to deal with. Now, check this out. I'll venture off and say this right here. God locked females up for seven days out of one month. He didn't do that to us. Obviously, he wants us to have more than one. So I ain't you, trying to be sexist. That's just my point. So though. you think if a woman has a period, then you should cheat? No, I just think we need more than one woman to fill that period point. A period don't stop nothing but a sentence. I've been telling y'all this for years. Charlemagne, Charlemagne, cut it out. Yo, you know it's a hundred. You know it's a hundred. I don't read both of your books, and you talk about how you battled with cheating. Black men you know, don't you know, cheat. Huh? Why are you bringing up Man, the old me? Charlemagne, Charlemagne, I'm from Latin. Yo, I'm from Latin, right up the road from Mouse Corner. Eight four three, baby. Makes sense. So, Red, you don't. Red, are you in a uh, committed relationship now? Yo, that's what I'm saying. I'm married, and that's one of the hardest things you have to deal with as a man. I can provide, I can take care of my kids, I can do all that. But when it's time for me to get some, yo, I expect that. Just like when you, when it's time for you to get your nails done and do whatever you need. To do. Getting your nails done is not the same thing as having sex. And guess what? Sometimes I'm too tired to get my nails done too. Thank you. Let's talk to Amanda. Yeah. All you gotta do is put your hands up there. What's up, Amanda? Let them do all the work. That's all. It takes yeah, it takes two hours to get your nails done. Sex is a lot quicker than that. What's up, Amanda? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? What do you think about these comments about if a woman doesn't want to have sex with her man, then it's, uh, he? that's why men cheat? Well, I just feel like it's always a double standard. I was saying that, you know, I'm a woman, and I'm in the opposite position. I'm the one with the highest sex drive, and my man doesn't always want to have sex. So when we do, it's great, but he only wants to do it like once a week, and that's irritating. Mm. So, But that doesn't give me an excuse to cheat on him. So I'll either handle it myself or, you right. know... Just, does that put know, a strain on the relationship that you want to have sex more than he does? Um, yeah, it does sometimes, but um, I've talked to him about it. And sometimes I'll just try to initiate more, or um, but he just doesn't want to all the time. Okay. But that doesn't give me an excuse to go cheat on him, you know, unless you just don't want to be with somebody. It's not an excuse to cheat on a man or a woman. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I agree with you. That's not what. That's not what's in the vows. It ain't no. Hey, if things ain't working out, I can go cheat. All right, let's talk to Stacy. What's up, Stacy? Hey, what's up? We were playing some of Deval Ellis's comments from Lip Service, and he was talking about how his wife doesn't always want to have sex, and that can well, lead to cheating. What do you think about that? It's super trash. Like I said, you know, Derek Jackson's about to have a field day with this one because a woman can do that. Men can excuse themselves out of everything but hell. If a woman said that a man wasn't emotionally there for them, you know, all the time, and so I went and found somebody who was going to be emotionally there. There's no way that that was right. Like, 
That's a trash excuse. You're gonna if you're not gonna be loyal, you're just not gonna be loyal. Just say that. Hey, hey, hey! Loyal. You're working yourself up over a hypothetical situation. She does sound upset, Black but men don't I'm cheat. I'm not working myself up at all. I'm not dealing with that situation. I'm just saying that that's trash. That's, right? That you're like, where did he come up with this idea? Sorry, Deval, but <laughs> Deval, black men don't cheat. Deval, Deval, <laughs> black men don't cheat. And this is what happens when you let Satan use you. Okay, 1-800-585-1051, call us up. Let us know what you think about Deval Ellis' comments on lip service about cheating because your wife doesn't want to give you any. All right, 1-800-585-1051, it is The Breakfast Club, and we are here. I'm Angela Yee. That's Charlemagne. DJ Envy's not here today, and we're talking about cheating. Now, Deval Ellis was on lip service and said this about having cheated in the past and why. Do you know how hard it is for a man to try to be monogamous to a woman and then when he's ready to have sex the woman act like he's being like she's bothering him especially when you're in relations for a long time there's a lot of women who just like oh my god you want to have sex again it's like yo i'm trying to be everything to you and only give you this this is what i need and then you act like it's a bother and then when you have sex it's like fine here take it so now we have wax sex when we have sex or you don't want to have sex and you expect me to live like Like that that. so then dude's like you know what i can't keep saying it because i don't want to bother her so let me just go try to get it. Then he get caught. Now he the bad guy. I really hate how Duvall is letting him, uh, letting Satan use him with those comments because black men do not cheat. All right, well, let's see what you guys have to say. Let's talk to Jay. What's up, Jay? Yes. What do you think about what Deval Ellis had to say about cheating? Uh, I feel like if a woman doesn't want to have sex all the time, it doesn't justify the man going to cheat. But I under, it's understandable because most men, you know, they'll do it themselves or whatever, but you get tired of doing that and... That's the part where I understand on. Yeah, but see, and the, the crazy part about that is, like, that's not a justification simply because that's not going to hold up in no court of law. You can't say, yeah. yo, she didn't want to sleep with me, so I went out there and I had sex with somebody else. So now you done broke your vows, violated your vows just because she wouldn't sleep with you? Yeah, I feel that's why I said it wasn't justifiable, but it is understandable because... I don't. I, he's trying to say you can see why it happens, yeah, but I it doesn't call make it, under, it okay. Yeah, I wouldn't call it understandable because you got to think about you got to plan all the way to the end with certain things like that, right? She's not going to understand that cheating is still going to probably lead to y'all getting a divorce. Well, Jay, have you ever cheated for that reason? No, I haven't. I haven't. You know why, Jay? Why, why is that? Because black men don't cheat. <laughs> You're right about that, brother. Depends on how you define cheating. Is what this, a black man would say. Let's talk to. I believe cheating is when you <laughs> want to try to hide something. That's okay. Black men don't cheat, sir. All right, Malika. Hi. Let's talk about these comments by Deval Ellis about why men cheat because they're not getting sex at home. Okay, well, I was curious to know um, if all these men that are complaining about not getting sex with their women are creating an environment where sex is desirable. Um, there's so many factors that go into wanting to have sex with your partner, and mm-hmm. are they creating the environment where their woman wants to have sex. That is true. Um, Some of you dudes out there is built like Andy Andy Ruiz Jr. and y'all not the heavyweight champ of the world. So she don't find you desirable. Um, and how are they asking for sex? Is there foreplay involved? That's what I said. Saying, Make know, me get in the mood. Right. Are you getting in the mood? Don't you know, just roll over and try to stick it. it out. Gimme. <laughs> Gimme is what they say. (laughs) That's what it it sounds like they're saying. Gimme. All right. You're right, though, Malik. I agree with you on that. Let's talk to D'Angelo. What's up, D'Angelo? You said you've been through this? Yeah, I done been through it a couple times with my wife. So what did you do? You Uh, wanted to have sex and she didn't. 
So pretty much, uh, you just take that phone and go in the other room, and you handle your situation yourself. Because uh, like Charlamagne say, black men don't cheat. So you, That's make a right, baby. you make a phone call? You said, do I make a phone call? No, you- no, no. <laughs> I go watch one of my sex tapes, or I just, you know, take care of myself by myself. That's mm-hmm. right. I, yeah, black yeah. men don't cheat. But yeah. you did say you were close to cheating. Yeah, I was close. Yeah, I was close because I, where I work at, I work in a department with a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And... Temptation is there every day. That don't mean they want you. <laughs> them ladies at your job. I don't know why guys just assume man, that man, ladies man. want them. I work with a bunch of man. women. So what? They ain't thinking about you. Well, maybe he's gonna try hey, to, to start something. One, one thing about it. One thing about it. You know when somebody wants you, but at the end of the day, that don't even matter to me because I know who wants me. My wife. That's right, That's baby. And you know what else? What? Black men don't cheat. <laughs> Exactly. That's all I wanted to say. I don't even know why we having this conversation. I felt what I felt what bro was coming from though. I did feel where he was coming from because rejection hurts, especially when it comes from the way you love. Because men got fragile so, egos. The fragile male yeah, ego is real. Yeah, and that fragile ego will mess your whole life up. But we, in so many ways. But the Duvall got to stop letting Satan use him. All right. Well, that is The Breakfast Club. Thank you all for calling in and giving your thoughts on what you think about men cheating because their girl or their significant other or their wife or their man won't have sex with them. The moral of the story is stop letting Satan use you and black men don't cheat. Now, you got a rumor report coming up? Yes, we are going to talk about Kim Kardashian. You know, she's trying to get people uh, to help out convicted felons, and one person that she's trying to help is a convicted murderer, Kevin Cooper. We'll give you the details on why she thinks he's innocent, but why other people believe that he is guilty. Yes, all that and more when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. First of all, I just told you we were talking about Lala. You did say Lala. Yes, so congratulations to Lala. She has a new recurring role on the six-episode summer drama series BH90210, Beverly Hills 90210. So she'll be playing the wife of original Beverly Hills 90210 co-star Brian Austin Green. So she's the first one who's not an official alum from the original 90210 to join the cast of the new series. I was just about to ask, what the hell is Lala going to do on 90210? <laughs> I just told you. <laughs> you, you oh, yeah, that makes sense. Dropping the clues bombs for La Lizzy. Love La Lizzy. Now, we've all been talking about Drake and his new jet, right? Did you know that jet was free? I figured that. Well, apparently, he ended up getting that jet uh, Air Drake from a Canada-based airline that made it a uh, cargo jet. They believe that it'll more than pay for itself in publicity because it's Drake's. Absolutely. I figured that he probably just pays for the gas. You know what I'm saying? Which probably evens out at the end of the day. That is a big-ass plane, though. Listen, do you know how much that jet retails for? $180 million. $200 million. Oh, okay. Up to $200 million. Uh, yeah, I saw one that said 180 Oh, I definitely researched that. <laughs> I know you oh, did. Oh, I be in pockets. You ain't even got to worry about we know. that. Thank God you're not a woman. <laughs> All right, Kanye West has launched a talent incubator. He's going to help out emerging designers. He'll be providing financial assistance and mentorship to budding talent in fashion and design. So one person's already gotten that grant. Chicago-born Parsons graduate Maisie Schloss. She was part of the Yeezy Women's Wear design team. Oh, congratulations, uh, Macy's. And since we're talking about the Kardashians, let's talk about Kim Kardashian. Now, we've seen these pictures of her with convicted murderer Kevin Cooper. She's on a mission to help him out. And according to one of the vic- the alleged victims, or I guess you could say victims of one of Kevin Cooper's, um, the mom, Mary Ann Hughes, is saying that she is disgusted uh, with Kim Kardashian actually helping out Kevin Cooper. 
Now, Why? Her, her 11-year-old son, Christopher, was sleeping over at a neighbor's home in Chino Hills, California. This was back in 1983 when he was murdered. Now, Kevin Cooper was convicted of using a hatchet to slay his neighbors, Doug and Peggy Ryan, their daughter... Jessica oh. and Christopher and the eight-year-old son survived the attack. She's saying that there's a pile of evidence against Kevin Cooper, that it's impossible for you to think that evidence was planted. She says he's 100% guilty and the evidence shows it. There's a 94-page document on the website of the San Bernardino County DA. She feels like Kim Kardashian hasn't even read that document. She says she portrays herself as being for women's rights and for the women's movement, and yet she is supporting a rapist and a murderer. Yeah, I heard you wrong. I thought you said that his mother was against the help from Kim. No, the mother of one of the victims. Totally understandable. Yes, who was slain. Because in her mind, she wants to see him in jail forever. And, and she and, also believes that he is guilty. If, so, I mean, listen, if the evidence is, uh, is is overwhelming, I'm sure that she's read those paper, that, that paperwork way more than we have. Now, Marianne says that Kim has not even reached out to them. She said, I would not even want to talk to her. My opinion of her is about as low as it goes because of what she's putting my family through, dragging through the press on a nonstop basis. I thought Kim was trying to get him out for a drug charge. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now, she spent two hours speaking with him and Kim Kardashian, and she wants to see what she can do to clear his name beyond new DNA testing. So they said the meeting went so well, the whole thing ended in a group hug. He was com- uh, convicted of committing four heinous murders, and he's always said that he's innocent. I wonder why she's gravitating towards that case. I'm not sure. He's always been very vocal about saying that he was innocent and getting some additional DNA testing. And they're saying he could get his conviction thrown out by showing a significant error in his trial, but he also wants to prove that he's innocent. It's been 36 years Mm. that he's been awaiting death. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. That's right. Now, uh, at 9 o'clock, we do this every morning. We call it the People's Choice Mix. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we call it the People's Choice Mix, because... Nobody chooses these songs but Envy. This should be the DJ Envy choice mix. All right? There's no people involved in the choosing of any of these songs. I'm not even going to lie to y'all and give y'all the phone number and tell y'all to call for requests because that would be a lie. I wanted to do that. a mix and slide it in there, but I know Envy's very sensitive, so no Yee mix today. Yeah, you can't just slide things into Envy. You can. Shut up. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Oh. Bye, Revolt. <laughs> yeah, yes. You have to remind us to say bye to Revolt because y'all ain't been here in two weeks. Bye, All right? Revolt. When is your next vacation? What's up? It's The Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee. That's Charlemagne. DJ Envy's not here today, but he'll be back tomorrow. It will he? Yes. Okay. But we will, uh, of course, thank Kirk Franklin for coming through and joining us this morning. Long live love. Salute to Kirk Franklin, man. He Uh, gave us a lot of information I didn't know about him. I dig, I dig Kirk Franklin. He just got a great spirit, and he doesn't walk around trying to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? He's just a, he's just a work in progress like we all are. So salute Kirk Franklin. And he's able to talk about all the issues that he's dealing with that we all deal with as ordinary people, but sometimes we look at somebody like a Kirk Franklin and think, oh, he's perfect, he's above yeah. that, and we all still it. have these struggles. Yeah, you, you think people got it all together, and they don't. All you know? these insecurities, but his album is out now, so you guys make sure you check that out. I don't think insecurities ever go away, though, because, ever. I mean... As you get older, you're always going to have new insecurities, right? You get insecure about getting older. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I actually embrace it. Like, I love being the OG. I really do. We I, say that, but then your hair starts turning gray. Like, listen, no I matter I got no what, hairline. No. I ain't had no hairline forever. I got grays in my beard. Like, it is what it is. Like, But it is different sometimes. You look and you're like, oh, no, no. look at that. Well, you know, you know why? Because I always look at the alternative. The alternative to not aging is death. Mm-hmm. And there's so many brothers and sisters that have died young and didn't even get a chance to grow to be 40-something or grow to be 50-something, 60-something. I am happy to be here. I want to live a long, old, prosperous life. And then there's also these other differences. We used to be able to stay up all night, come in straight to work, 
part after party and can't do that anymore. That. I don't miss that. I don't miss that at all. I do. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I promise you I don't miss that. I can do that uh, <laughs> every now and then. But, you know, it is the truth that sometimes you, you do go through changes and it's different. And yes. there's nothing wrong with feeling like, oh, damn, I can't lose the weight as fast as I used to. Or I eat now and... It's not as easy. I can't eat all the things I used to eat and not gain any weight. Well, if you're worried about gaining weight, just look no further than Andy Ruiz Jr., all right? The new Mexican heavyweight champion of the world, baby. All right, now when we come back, we got the positive note coming. It's the Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. Uh, that's it, Yee. That's we, it. We're done for the day. That's right. And we will be back tomorrow to take care of saying the phone number. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all he's good for. All right? <laughs> okay? Now, the positive note is don't let life discourage you. Everyone who got where he is had to begin where he was. Or she. Yes. Very true. Breakfast Club, bitches. Are y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs>